it becomes this thing like, well, if you're doing it right, fine, I'll do it. All right, you're doing yes. it. Okay, fine, fine. Well, I'll yes. do it. <laughs> and that's, that's what it ended up being. And we looked at them and we were like, I have never found them so attractive. Yeah. Because they're just, they let go of their inhibitions in this like, silly way it's almost like letting go of your ego and like judgment and everything you're just like i'm whatever like this is fun we'll just hang out and see playfulness and curiosity is so attractive (laughs) so i have to say i'm happy that we're doing um that no one can see me other we're only recording audio today because my left eye hurts this morning because I got cum in it and it's a little smaller than my right eye today. <laughs> oh my God. I wouldn't have even noticed. That's so funny. Well, I now make- I do see it. Yeah. So I have makeup on and I was like, oh God. But yeah, this was last night's escapades. <laughs> Okay, well, I want to hear those details, but for anyone just tuning in for the first time, welcome to Girls Gone Deep. <laughs> I'm L And I'm V. And, and we're shooting the shit today. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. We haven't seen each other in person in, I feel like, I think it's a couple months now. I mean, obviously, we catch up every week and right. we do this stuff, but it's a little bit different than having naughty escapades, <laughs> sexcapades together. <laughs> and so I went to um, a big joy gathering, the naughty snowball, mm-hmm. and you were not able to make it because you were in Nicaragua yeah. visiting Slutlana and Chantel. And I can't wait to hear all the updates. Um, But before we dive into that, I just want to go over some housekeeping stuff. Yeah. So we are now affiliates with Woo More Play is their motto, but they are a sex company that's really just all about sex positivity. They supply tools for sex. They have some vibrators. I personally love the woo wipes or the, the cleaning, the freshy wipes that you could use before and after play. Mm-hmm. So we really love their products. We use them personally. And so we decided to become affiliates. So if you are using their products, please check out our episode description. There is a link at the bottom. We get a small kickback when you purchase some of their items. This just really helps us to continue delivering this awesome podcast to you and some information. It just helps us out a little bit. We're just trying to start to think about ways to monetize and, and having sponsors and people support us and choosing the people that we love and the brands that we love are important to us. So so check that out. I always have to worry about, you know, if stuff is going to be sensitive to my very sensitive areas. And Woo is so good with that because whenever I use the Freshy Wipes, like I never end up having like a yeast infection or something like that after our crazy sex parties. So it's nice and sensitive and, and good yeah. areas. And their vaginal wash, which is called, um, I think it's called After Something. I can't remember right now, but they it's a pH balance wash, which is perfect. So that's actually what I keep in my shower. And I actually have one by my toilet because I have a bidet on my toilet. And so if I just <laughs> need a quick rinse, I got, I just reach around behind and there it is. So that's a quick housekeeping. And if you are just joining us or found us in the month of December, uh, we did a couple of revisits in December. And now this is all new, fresh content for you in 2024. So you're getting our new up-to-date info. So speaking of up-to-date info... Why do you have cum in your eye? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> so, so Em and I were home yesterday and we just had like a super lazy day and uh, we were recovering from a night out on Friday. So we ended up playing in the afternoon, but we had a couple of play sessions. So it kind of was like this long day of fun. And for the first time, we did not put up our sex swing. <laughs> I actually said to him, like, I want like regular sex now. Like I don't want to be in the swing. I'm craving being on top and different positions and all of that. So it gave us uh, more inspiration and creativity to do other things. So in the afternoon we played and I actually gave him a nice coconutty lubed up hand job. It was, I, I think I just talked about this recently that I hadn't done one in a while and wow, I, I missed it. Like he was sitting on the couch 
I was on my knees and slowly started to work him into it. And I teased him so hard by like sticking my mouth open in front of his cock and sticking my tongue out and just barely having the tip touch. And it was this like, after a few minutes of me just teasing him like that, he was like grabbing me and like, you could just hear him get so much more into it. He's like, I just want to fuck you so hard right now. And like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're such a tease. I can't believe you're doing this, you know? And just that aggression started to come out, which was really hot because then the desire was just so strong. So I have to say, recommend if anybody has not done a lubed up hand job in a bit, give it a little shot because it was a nice uh, little mix up in our game. Well, how did you finish him off? So we ended up in the sex wing, actually, now that I remember. <laughs> and um, he wanted to come with me in the sex swing um, with my head hanging down and back. And he would be standing and fucking my mouth and my throat and down my throat. But while we were having, you know, inter- like fucking my pussy, he just was like, fuck it. I, I need to come right now on your pussy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he just let go there. But then later on in the night, we ended up playing again and we were messing around with the VR and playing like some video games on VR. And so he said like, hey, like, why don't we watch some VR porn and one of us watch and the other one, you know, has fun with the other person and plays with the other person while they're watching. So I got to go first and I put the VR on and I put on a little porn of a threesome and uh, he licked my pussy and I couldn't see anything. So I could just feel him touching me, licking me, fingering me. And then all of a sudden- you were watching, you had the VR headset on. Yeah, I had the VR headset. What was the porn that was on? Like, what was your point of view? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I had a threesome porn from the point of view of the guy. So it, I looked like I had the dick. So it was kind of weird to be watching a dick getting sucked and then have my pussy licked. Yeah. It was like a mind fuck a little bit. Like, what am I watching and seeing and feeling? <laughs> but it was so really hot. It's so crazy because like when I do that and I do, I have the point of view of a dude, I look down and I see my dick and I know I don't have a dick, but like that, it, it's so trippy and crazy. Yeah, it is. It really puts you in the perspective. And so we also airplayed what I was seeing onto mm. the TV so he could see. So I was positioned so he could watch the TV while he was licking my pussy. So we were both getting the benefit of the show. Yeah. And he was able to kind of like work with what was happening in the porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a there was a time when the, they finally started fucking the girls and he put a dildo in me and I wasn't expecting that. And so slid this, and it was a big boy. Like, you know, I have four different dildos and they all range from like, average size. My big one, I call him Dante because he's pretty thick. I would say this guy was as big as Dante. And then I realized after the fact, it was a double-sided dildo that he was fucking me with. And then um, later on in the night after I I was like, I got to take this headset off. Like I was just so into what he was doing with me and fucking me with it and matching what was happening on the video that we started playing. And um, he was just so turned on by my pussy spreading open so big with this big dick that he, he we, were, we were both like, let's try and put this in your ass. Do you think we can fit this up your ass? And he was like, I'm going to try. Like, let's do it. And I was like, you just, do you want any like other dildos to just kind of go in and he warm said, it up? Yeah. And he was like, no, like, that's kind of like the hot part about it is I'm just going to try to get this in. So we were laying down almost like scissoring each other and he was playing with his ass. And then he, I let him slide it in because it's just so big, right? No warm up. He needs to control that. And, um, God, he got it in. I was so impressed. No warm up. And he got it in like four to five inches, like six inches. Like it wasn't a little about. And get it, Em. <laughs> <laughs> so then what, how he ended up coming was he ended up standing up above me. The dildo was still inside of me and bent upwards. And he was, I was moving it up and down inside of his ass as he was about to come. And so it was so thick in his ass that when he started to come a little bit dribbled out and he told me that that wasn't the start of his orgasm. He said that the dildo was so big, it was pushing on his prostate that some of it came out before he started his orgasm contractions and he exploded. Like it went over my head, like into my eyes, just everywhere. (laughs) So that's why there's cum in my eye. (laughs) That is so painful though. But I have to say that is so awesome that you guys did that. And actually that inspires me for today because Jay and I have a very lazy rainy Sunday to just hang around. And we were going to like just have a little play as well because we have not 
really been intimate since last weekend at the Naughty Snowball. And he's had some play this week with different people, but I opted out of any social engagements this week because I just needed to rest after work. Um, And so it was just one of those weeks where like we have not really connected and we haven't had sex since the naughty snowball. And so it's time, it's time to play. So you're really inspiring me. And hearing you talk about that, like the position that you didn't end up doing, laying backwards with your head hanging down and him fucking your face. That's actually one of my favorite positions. Yeah, mine too. Oh yeah. I have a video Why of is you. that? I, I think it's easier for me to take it down my throat in that position. So there's less chance of me gagging. So I, I prefer not to gag as much, although I don't mind doing it. But that's what I prefer. And speaking of deep throating and gagging, I was just thinking about this because um, – when we were in, in Nicar- Nicaragua, I gave him like a lot of edging blowjobs throughout the day. And I deep throated him really good the one day. And as a female, I thought about, I asked him, I said, do you like when I deep throat? Do you, well, I know he does, but I was like, do you prefer that at every time I give you a blowjob that I do try to deep throat? Do you seek that? Like, do you like when other girls do that to you? I was just trying to understand, do you really like deep throating? Or is that something that I think that they want. Like you always see and hear porn and all of that stuff and deep throating and deep throating and that being a super skill and all of that. But I was wondering, did he enjoy it? And he said to me, and I was actually surprised to hear his answer. He said, no, you don't always have to do it. He says, I enjoy it when the girl enjoys doing it, but I am absolutely fine just getting a standard blowjob, just like hand and like mouth on it and just stroking and, and just synchronizing that movement. I can come just like that, just fine. And it's interesting because as a female, I always thought like deep throating is the goal. Like you should try to deep throat every cock and get it as deep as you can. And then I know that there's another guy, uh, PJ, porn DJ. He does not like deep throating at all. He does not like his dick being bent, like nothing like that. And so he is turned off by that kind of movement. So what is your feeling about when you give a blowjob? Do you have a mission or a goal to deep throat? Do you do it because you like to do it? Do you do it because you think they want it? What do you think is the driver for deep throating? That's a great question. I think it's probably a little bit of both. And we've been conditioned to think that that is the goal and like, oh, that's a good blowjob. Oh, she can take it. Yeah. But now I truly enjoy it. It feels like I'm working a little bit harder and I haven't fully done all the work if I haven't tried to stick it down my throat. Mm. But I do think that's interesting to think about, to the gagging versus not gagging, um, because I think sometimes men do think it's hot when we gag a little yeah, bit. they do. They're like, oh, I'm so big. It's just like a little, like, <laughs> ego stroke. Um, yeah. And so sometimes, like, I will not put it on because I am actually, like, the back of my throat is being tickled and the gag reflex is happening, but, like, I will – uh, make it happen more with certain people who seem to really like that versus people who don't seem to care about my gagging as much. Like I will try harder not to gag because then I'm able to take it longer, of course. But this is really interesting because it it reminds me of a conversation that I had at Naughty Snowball with our Texas couple who I adore them. I had some really great conversations and times with them this weekend. Um, But we pulled out this card game and it's like naughty truth or dare. And we were just doing the truth so that we could like, you know, have some interesting conversations. And one of the questions was, what do you think is your like sexy superpower or your your best skill in the bedroom. Mm. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, I know I know I'm patting myself on the back. Like, <laughs> I, my blowjobs are my super skill, but it's like what specifically can I hone in on that's seems to get everybody really excited and I pinpointed the moment when so like i'm i'm sucking i'm bobbing up and down maybe there is a little bit of deep throat involved in that but then you pull it out of your mouth and like stroke quite vigorously 
and then put your mouth on and then keep stroking. I have found that I've gotten the most verbal responses when I do that move. So it's the combination of like the hands and the mouth and the switching it up between mouth and hands. And particularly that moment when I'm vigorously stroking up and down. And the head's still in your mouth at that point while you're stroking? Uh, No, I take a break. B and A were also part of this conversation. And it's funny because B was like, That's so funny that that's your super skill because that's my go-to for when I'm tired and I need a break. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? You're not wrong about that. (laughs) Like, don't you agree that that's when you're like, oh my God, like I I need to breathe. Okay. So I'm just going to go to the hand for a little bit, but. Yeah, but at that point it's it's like slippery, it's sloppy, it's wet because you have been deep throating. That's that's sometimes I mean a deep throating for me makes my mouth more lubricated, so it mm-hmm. helps me to make more spit. So I like deep throating because, well, it gets because that of that reason. Good, good shit from the back of the yeah. throat. It's like really, really gloopy and like yeah. really it just lasts longer. It's it's yeah, it's a different type of spit, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and that's another thing. I think that I've gotten a lot of great responses on like the sloppier, the better. So when it is really lubed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So deep throating and blowjobs. Em's been getting a lot of those lately. So (laughs) do you find that you're, I don't know, really drawn to giving blowjobs because you're pregnant and you're getting bigger? I don't know. How are you feeling by the way? Yeah. I mean, I feel great still. Um, Definitely feeling more sexual. Estrogen is super high. I'm super turned on. And I'm finding that I tried to edge a few times last weekend and I like was like a bitch and like I couldn't hold out. Like I had to come. Like, and I don't know if that's my hormones are so high that as soon as I get to the point of orgasm, like it's just ready to blow. And so I can tease it a little bit, but not as long as I used to. Like I used to bring myself close to orgasm like five, six, seven times before I actually came. This time around, I found I can only make it to like two or three. And then when like I got to three, I was like, oh, no, no. And then I would accidentally start to come and then I would almost like stop it. And then I'd get upset like, man, I should have just let it happen. Like, why did I stop it? You know? Mm, Yeah, just let it go. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm finding that like I can't edge as much right now. Um, And then yes, right now I'm definitely into blowjobs. And I feel like I go through phases where I'm really into blowjobs and then I'm really like, no, I don't want to give a blowjob. Lick my pussy instead. (laughs) So you don't think this has to do with like pregnancy or anything like that? It's just your natural phases. I think it's my natural phases, but I think I am more sexual and definitely these past two weeks have been more into blowjobs than I have been in a really long time. And that could be like, remember we talked about earlier, like my nesting, like I'm just so... I really am so into M and I have less desire for others. And I've been so into him, especially because he's been like, I'm seeing different sides of him as he's like talking to my belly and he puts his hand on my belly when we're cuddling. And it is like, he talks to the baby now. And like, it's just, I'm like, I want to fuck you so hard right now. Oh my God. Oh, that makes me melt. Oh my God. I yeah, can't wait so. to talk to your belly next weekend. And then, yeah, please talk to her. She can hear everything. And then um, mommy, when we were in Nicaragua, I just kept saying how big my boobs were. She was like, I can't believe how big your boobs are. They're like maybe 30% bigger than what they normally are. Stand and- up. I want to see your tits. <laughs> Let's, see yes. can, Let's see if I can pull them I mean, actually, here. I can see through the the sweater yeah. that, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they are. Oh like I got, I got good cleavage now, everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I can't wait to play with that. So a couple of things that just came up while you were talking. So I'm also going through a phase of just like, just really wanting Jay. Mm. And I was thinking of you actually. And so at uh, Naughty Snowball, he was the only one I ended up fucking number one and really playing with. And I just found myself drawn to him the whole weekend. Like I just wanted to be with him. And of course, I think a little bit of that has to do with we hadn't seen each other all week. He had been in the UK for a business trip. And so I missed him. But I don't know. I just, 
I found that I, I just I just wanted to be around him. He was both my safe space and my fun play space. Mm, you know, I love that. Yeah, um, but I mean that kind of contributed to a little bit of difficulty because on the Saturday I kept like getting into conversations and he was like up in the playroom and I kept getting into conversations that I couldn't like really pull myself away from. And all I wanted, like in the back of my mind, I was like, I need to get back to Jay. I need to get back to Jay. Were you feeling present in your conversations? No, because I wanted to be elsewhere. Yeah. So see, yeah. Interesting. So you just continued the conversation. You just stayed where you were. No, I was constantly looking for a way to get out of it. And mm. <laughs> and and it's not any fault of the people that I was speaking to. They were in any other situation, very interesting conversations. Like I was talking to Leah at one point and like she and I have since talked about this that I was like, I just wanted to go and like be with Jay. So like she knows that like, you know, I was in that headspace. So it had nothing to do with the the conversations themselves. It was just like, that was not my- The vibe that you were in. My vibe that I was in. And it's crazy because I'm usually the one who wants yeah. to talk the whole time. I was just thinking, you you're, you were in Brad mode and wanted yes. to play and fuck. And then- yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's what Jay said too. He was like, oh my God, babe, I didn't even know that you wanted to come up. I thought you were just like doing your- joyful thing and talking and I was upstairs, but I missed all the play on Saturday night and I was really upset about it. Yeah. I should have fucking just, you know, followed my, my vibe and been like, I love you. I'm sorry. I need to go upstairs right now. Let's continue this conversation later. But for whatever reason, I just felt like impolite. Removing yeah. myself from a conversation or or like I was not um, giving people what they wanted if I wasn't participating in the conversation because that is what I typically do. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And that's probably what they, I don't want to say expect out of you, but that is normal behavior for you. So it's just natural to have conversation and chit chat. So I get, I get what you're saying. Like I've been in situations where I'm in a conversation that I don't necessarily want to be in, but not because I don't want to talk to that person. But I find that sometimes I'm like, I'm talking with somebody who maybe I didn't see the entire day and I don't want to leave this person who I finally just connected with. And, and, and I'm like, shit, like, but I, on the back of my mind, I, I want to be doing that and playing instead. Yeah. That's I pretty much you. exactly what happened now that you say that. It's like these are people that I had wanted to talk to all day, but I hadn't been able to. We were just like elsewhere in the house or something like that. And so, yeah, you you want both things to happen, but like you're not fully present for the conversation that you mm-hmm. wanted to be having anyway. So Yeah, I get it. <sighs> I've been there. It's a hard thing to balance and I don't have a good solution for you on that one. <laughs> Okay, so Naughty Snowball. Um, It was a group of a lot of random joys, let's say, like different branches and twigs off of the same tree. Yeah. There were a bunch of Hedo people. So, of course, we've been to Hedo, so I met all those people. Then there were a bunch of Chicago people. And so – we felt going into it like, oh, yes, we're going to see all our friends. But some people were coming into it like, ooh, who are these people? This is interesting. This is yeah. Nice. So I want to ask about a picture that you sent me. So you had all these girls there, new connections. Um, I saw a picture of four of the four of you on your knees with um, night masks on. And uh-huh. you texted me because it was one of the gifts that I had gotten you that you said, I'm using your gift, you know? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so Saturday daytime, um, we were all playing regular games. We played Telestrations after dark, super fun. If anybody is looking for fun games, um, Telestrations after dark is a really great one. Top notch, five stars, hands down. Yeah. It's a nice game where you could just like talk to throughout it. It's not like a super focused game. It's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, Super funny and fun. Um, so we played that, and then we played Code Names, which is my favorite. But that is not one that you can talk throughout. You really have to concentrate. Yeah. But 
Um, so we played those and then everybody was just kind of lounging around and I could see Brandy kind of like thinking, how can we move this up to the sexy space? Like a, like a day orgy? Yes. Yeah. She and I had talked the night before saying, you know, oh, we should do a dorgy tomorrow because like tonight it was Friday night and everyone was just kind of like, I think there was some play that happened. I didn't play on Friday night. I was still like getting out of work mode. It's really like to your point earlier, it's hard for me to switch um, and you're exhausted from the week. So if you're playing with new people, I don't feel like I can give my best sexy self on a Friday night with new people. And I want to be on, you know, my top game and be like, this is what I can bring to the table, you know? Yeah, yeah. I also think you need time for that sexual energy to build, you know? And That's that makes true. it more fun, in my yeah. opinion, you know? Yeah, but um, she and I had talked, we said, let's definitely make a dorgy happen tomorrow, a day orgy, because we feel like we can give our best selves then and let's do that. And so I saw her across the room as everyone was lounging around after games. And I was like, we need to, we need to do something. So I go and I whisper in her ear and I'm like, let's go upstairs and play whose mouth am I in? Mm. And so she kind of made an announcement. And so we played three iterations of like guessing whose mouth am I in, who's in my mouth, and who's <laughs> spanking me. Ooh. So we started with the boys, and there were four men laying down on the edge of a bed, and four women, or five, I don't remember how many of us there were, but of course I was participating. Uh, <laughs> um, and actually, um, as a takeaway from the weekend. The DJ and Brandy had given us all stockings. They were sitting on our beds with our names on them. And inside there were these cock rocks. So they're like pop rocks, but they're like ah, for, for giving blowjobs. Blow oh my God. That's got to feel so amazing. <laughs> I, it's got, I don't know. I mean, the guys were kind of like, Ooh, this is, this is interesting. This is interesting. And I was freaked out because you know me, I'm like, Oh my God, they're going to get like the male equivalent of a yeast infection. Or like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I was like scared. Uh, but, but basically they had the sleep masks on. They were at the edge of the bed and we switched. Like all the girls were in a line and we all like sucked a dick for maybe like 20 seconds. And then we went down and they had to afterwards try to say in what order we went. So like Who's, mm. whose mouth am I in? Oh, my um, God. That's so funny. We played I, a similar game. This is so funny. Oh, you did? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'll tell you after. Yeah. Okay. So then we switched to uh, who's in my mouth. So that was the picture that I sent you. So there were four of us girls on our knees with um, blindfolds on. And I think there were five guys that did it. Hold that. Four guys and one woman with a strap on. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> and so we had to guess who they were. And I think we did a pretty good job of identifying who was who. Who, who the dicks were, yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> and then we did who's spanking me. So um, one of the girls just bent over to get spanked and four of us took turns spanking her. But if anyone cares to play this, if you're doing this spanking thing, it's hard to tell if people have similar styles when someone stops and when someone else starts, apparently. Mm. So she says, after all four of us have gone, she's like, guys, I don't know if I can take any more. Um, and we were like, that's it. That's all four. And she was like, what? I thought that was only number two. So we had forgotten to tell her that we were switching in between. Oh so if gosh. you want to play this at home, make sure you say, okay, next person. Yeah. Oh my God. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. I was so she couldn't identify be, at all. No, I mean, that's got to be the hardest one to figure out. Did anybody even get any right? <laughs> um, I think she got like her, her typical partner, her primary partner. Correct. Uh, uh -huh. um, and then maybe one other. Because I got to do a shout out here for Jess. She's the the spanking queen, and mm -hmm. so she she was able to identify her as well. So, oh my gosh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so that was fun, and then it just enabled us all to 
switch into sexy time. So Brandy and DJ had set up in their room. They have a king-size bed. And then I think they had two different um, Japanese floor mattresses. They're so comfy and they were really awesome. And apparently they're really good. We're we're getting one now nice. for our sex parties. It sounds way better than a blow-up. Yes, so much better than a blow yeah. up. Yeah. Fucking on a blow up mattress, not Sucks. not ideal. No. It's, it's 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 like fucking on a creaky bed, but it's a different type of a sound. Yes, yes. And like there's no you don't have like any purchase. What am I trying to say? Like um ground or stability. It's not comfortable. It's yeah. not comfortable. Anyway, yeah. so so Japanese futon mattresses. So two or- Japanese futon mattresses and they have like chaise lounges and stuff. So it was a really great play space. And I remember being on the bed next to the DJ and he was just kind of like Laying there, we were all socializing. There was a lull in between game and sexy time. And he was like touching himself. And I was like, oh, I'm inspired. And so I grabbed the wand and just started like masturbating. And I think a couple of people were like, oh, look at that, you know. And Jay came over and he started like fingering me. And I came a couple of times, but. I also, so he started fucking me and I wanted someone in my mouth and I saw the bouncer walking by and I kind of like, you know, used my finger and gave him like a come hither like motion. And so he came over and he was fucking my face while I was like backwards over the end of the bed. So Mm -hmm. that position we were just saying. So it was, it was so sexy. And then at one point, so... A couple of people were fucking next to us. And so it's not someone we've spoken about on the podcast before, but they were fucking next to us. And I have seen him be very dominant. So I knew that that was his thing. And so he reached across and he kind of said to me, like, um, do you mind if I kiss you? And I was like, no. And so like we made out um, and then like while I was kind of like jerking off the bouncer a little bit and Jay was fucking me and then while the bouncer was fucking my face, I felt him reach across and kind of like just put his hand on my throat. So Mm. it was just so sexy and erotic being kind of like overtaken and at the mercy of these three men who I trust and felt very comfortable with. And it was, it was so hot. So, and, and like later on I found that person and I was like, hey, like that was I loved when you put your hand on my throat. And I love that suggestion of choking. Like, don't actually choke me so that I feel like I'm going to die. Like <laughs> the suggestion of choking. What are your thoughts on choking? Yeah. I uh like the suggestion more than I like necessarily the actual act of choking. And I find that sometimes so there's two ways to choke, right? So you could squeeze the outer neck area and what that does is it cuts off the carotid arteries and decreases blood flow. So that's more of like a passing out type of a choke, you start to lose consciousness. And then there's the pushing down on the throat area, which is where you're constricting air. I much prefer the side where you're just kind of blocking off a little bit of blood flow and I'm feeling the pressure on my neck, but I'm not actually like suffocating or like not being able to breathe. Um, Have you ever had that style of choking? Wow. I've I've had both, but I've never been able to delineate the difference. And now I'm like practicing on myself. Oh yeah, you're right. I don't like it when they put pressure on the front. Yeah. That's that's, exactly right. Because I'm aware of it because I don't like it. And when I choke others, I will only grab the sides of the throat, but still be suggestive with it. But yes, I totally love that because it is, I think your neck is a vulnerable position, like a vulnerable spot on the body. So you feel when someone's hand is on it, you're like, oh wow, like it's a little bit submissive. And like you said, it it feels, it also feels good to just have that area held. So Mm -hmm. I love it. I like it. I, I like being grabbed by the throat and like fucked really hard as a part Mm -hmm. of the combo, but Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm an A plus for that. Yeah. So it, it turned me on. It was so fucking sexy. So I did go and find him later and say, like, thank you so much for doing that. We've never played together. And, you know, 
it definitely made me want to play with you some more. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to point something out, which I really love about everybody who we meet in this lifestyle is even though you have been in multiple parties together and maybe even some play situations, there's still always the question, can I kiss you? As simple as that, like just because you're all in the same room and you're all having sex and you're all together doesn't mean it's a free for all and you can touch whoever you want and kiss whoever you want and insert yourself in any situation you have to ask. So I appreciate that so much. So that's just a good example to put out for everybody that it you need to ask. Well, so we spoke with physics about um, fries at Temple and it's that acronym for, you know, the it, that consent. consent is freely given. It's revocable. Um, I can't remember all of them, but one of them is basically like if you – if you've given consent one time, it's not blanket consent forever. And, you know, you, if I said, yes, you can choke me, it doesn't also mean that, yes, you can kiss me. And if I said you could kiss me last night, it doesn't mean you can kiss me again today. So I really like that. And it makes a lot of sense to me. And you're right. We have so many wonderful people that we've met in this lifestyle through Hito and stuff like that, that, people really understand that and will always ask. So consent, consent, consent is Enthusiastically. (laughs) Enthusiastic consent. So, so yeah, that was all my sexy stories because unfortunately on Saturday didn't get up to the, the sexy time. And I think Jay had fucked like three different people by the time I got got up to him again. So, you know, we didn't really do anything either. So, and maybe that's my bad. Maybe that's something that I could just like be a little bit more, what is the word I'm looking for? Aggressive, not aggressive, assertive about. Assertive, yes, is a great word. And I was going to ask you, have you been in this situation before? Where Has this happened to you before where you're thinking about having sex, but in a conversation? I don't believe so. Right. So I want the conversation. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like a new discovery for you that now when you have this feeling, you can be more assertive in that situation. And I think that's how we all learn is through those experiences. Yeah. It was a big learning moment for me. Yeah. I I find that I am more in this situation that you were just in where I'm in a conversation and I want to go play instead. Yeah. (laughs) Because I am very much more a body person. I'd rather speak with my body than with words sometimes. And so. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a cool thing to notice about myself that I can be in that space. And I think it's probably so funny to for some people to like hear me say this because like we're this podcast about, you know, sex essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and all the stuff that happens in between, but I think what's so cool about us is that there's such a dichotomy between us. So I was talking to people at this at, at the party last weekend and they listened to the podcast and it was really cool to hear them say like, oh yeah, I really identify with Elle's journey and like what she says, da, da, da. And other people have said, I really identify with your journey and like what you say and all the stuff that goes on like in, in your mind. And it's just really cool that like we come at it from very different points of view and meet in the middle mm-hmm. um, or not very different points of view, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're more a body talker and I'm yeah. more of a talk talker. And, <laughs> yeah. and so it's also cool to be on this journey and kind of come full circle. And now I've experienced, oh, I now know what it's like to want to go fuck and not talk and, you know, having (laughs) some sort of frame of reference for that. And then you only wanting to be with M right now or like, not Mm -hmm. only I'm sure, but like, you know, just just being really drawn to him and like maybe feeling less sexual. It's just like, it's really cool. Like, yeah. Coming at it from different points of view. And yeah. Are we just like bouncing off each other now or just feeding? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, we're, are we meshing into one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Oh my God, we're an amoeba. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. That's so funny. So to talk about how all this is melding together, which is so funny because we had very similar experiences in Nicaragua that you guys had at your <gasps> naughty snowball party. I love so, it. <laughs> so 
So we, for the most part, the whole week was a little bit more vanilla because Slutlana's daughter was with us for most of the week. But finally, the last two days, we got an Airbnb. It was just the adults. And so we had the one day, we had every intention to do a dorgy and it didn't happen because our dorgy was actually on a weekday. It was a Thursday. And so like some of us were working throughout the day. Some of us wanted to go to the beach and some of us were just, so the day just kind of dragged on. And so we didn't end up having a dorgy, but we started our sexy time very early. When we came in for the day, we showered and then like five o'clock, we all just started putting on like all the girls are like, how, what are you, are you wearing regular clothes or what are you doing? I said, I'm showering and I'm going right into my sexy stuff, whatever makes me feel sexy. Cause I want to transition. Good and job. So we started, we all just kind of came out. So half of us did, half of us didn't, it just transitioned. But, um, leading up to this day, one thing that we had talked about days prior Somehow it came up about my vagina. And do you remember me telling you that I have, I think it's my hymen is still attached in my vagina. Yes. So that came up again and mommy started relating it to uh, caves and how in caves there's something called stalagmites and stalactites. Have you ever seen these? They're like the, mm-hmm. the basically the pieces of the cave that you know, hang down, they're the spiky and then they kind of connect and they can be a column. So like, you have a column in your pussy? Like, <laughs> I was like yeah, like I really want to see it. Like I've never seen it. I've heard about it. I feel it. And so we were like, and I was like, I brought my medical speculum. And I was like, <gasps> not only did I bring that one, I brought several different versions of it. And so we were like, oh my God, let's go caving. <laughs> so yeah. we started calling it caving where we're going to look and see what my column looked like. And so this is how this all started. So that night when we were all hanging out, we were talking about caving. We, um, Em and I had actually ended up in a sex store in Philly one weekend and we found a medical speculum, like the one that you get at the doctor's office, same shape, same everything. And it was iridescent colored and it was metal. So we bought that for him because, you know, T-Money loves to spread pussy. So we bought T-Money uh, a medical speculum that's iridescent, which is perfect. So mm-hmm. I gave it to him that night and I said, we're going to go caving <laughs> when we get to the Airbnb. <laughs> and so we brought, we christened his device in that weekend. So mommy went first. And so uh, there was five girls there, five girls. We all, everybody went caving. <laughs> so did you found, have enough that you could all do it at the same time? No, we did one at a time. Okay. And then what was really fun was like, um, one of the girls there, we'll call her Ruby. She had a makeup mirror that also had lights built into it. So we were able to, everyone else could look into the vagina, but then the person whose vagina was being spread open had a mirror held up so she could look inside of her own. Mm. And so it was really cool. So we, we named all the caves that we dove into. (laughs) What's your cave name? My cave is Column Cave because I have it. And so this whole time going into mine, I thought that mine went from, if anybody speaks in medical terms, anterior to superior, which is like the belly button area down to the back. So front to back, I thought it went up and down. And when we actually looked at it, it's actually like a boomerang shape. It actually like comes down and then curves and goes into the side of my pussy. This little like- tissue membrane that I have. And I had to insert it because I had to get the speculum through the smaller part. So it was actually a little bit difficult. And this is why I think most doctors didn't know it because when they go in with the speculum, the speculum opens from left to right. And when they, whenever they would go in, they would just push that piece of membrane to the left and they would never see it. And so I had to get it in. So it went through that little part and then we opened me up and then you could see it. And I was like, wow. And then M looks at me. He was like, wow. He's like, that's like a pretty significant piece of tissue. He was like, do we need to get this taken care of before you give birth? And I was yeah. like, you're going to, he's like, you're going to bleed a lot. And I was like, I know, like <laughs> I I'm worried for this. Yeah. So I actually brought it up to my uh, high risk doctor and I said like, Hey, I have this membrane. And he actually wasn't sure how to approach it. He was like, I am not really sure. I've never actually been experienced with this. You should talk to your other doctors too about it. And um, he says, I'd imagine that they're just going to let birth run its natural process and whatever's going to happen is going to happen to it. And so I next time when I see my next doctor, I'll go check him out and see what he says. But interesting to like see it and visualize it and like touch it. And everyone was like, whoa, you know? (laughs) So, 
So I had column cave. Um, we went into um, mommy's pussy and she has a little stalagmite that comes out and hangs from her G spot area. So she was yeah. stalagmite puss cave. Um, Slotlana was there. We finally got her to agree to do it because she was a little hesitant because she had her period and mm. she was like full blown day two, three of her period. So it's like, you know, significant. And we all went in and looked at that and it was really cool. If you think of, of a, of like the vagina, the, towards the back, actually, maybe cause she was lying down, it pulled a little bit in the back, but you could see like a lot of blood. It was almost as if it like oozes out from all directions where wow. the blood was coming from. I had always suspected it came from the top and just the top was the part that bled, but it, you could yeah. actually see some on the sides and whether that was oozing from the side or just dripped to the side, I don't know. But oh, that wow. was really cool. So she had blood cave. <laughs> um, and then string cave. So one of the girls there, Sasha, who we had on, she has a IUD in. So we were all trying to find her IUD string that was hanging string out of her cave. service. So she was string cave. And it's so interesting because, again, these are just assumptions that we make. But when you look into the vagina, when it's opened like that, I thought that the cervix would be like dead center, like straight back. Like you could just look right at it. And hers was off to the right and in almost like the lower right corner, if you could pick a spot for it. And it was just this little tiny, like two to three inch centimeter kind of like string that was sticking out. And so just something I just thought was centered and it's not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know if that changes. And then um, Ruby went in and hers was um, cream pie cave because she had a lot of like thick white cream that was really like nice to see, nice and juicy. Mm. And then so after we went through the five women's caves, we decided that we wanted to spread open an asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. So I – and – I guess another thing I should bring up too is, do you ever see those drink buddies that you can hang on your alcoholic beverages and they're each named like Brad, Chad, Josh, Mitch. Okay. Yep. So we had a little Chad with us and every cave that we went into, we dropped Chad into (laughs) and took pictures. So my God. (laughs) The name of our shared photo album is Chad's Gone Caving. <laughs> oh my God. So we ended up going what we called boulder diving or mud diving to go. Uh, <laughs> no. So he was a little bit concerned naturally going in. And I don't have a name for him yet, um, but this is Ruby's partner. And so he was like, guys, like, I'm a little concerned. And of course, as all joys are, we're like, we don't give a fuck. Like we are, it doesn't matter. There may or may not be, we know what we're getting ourselves into. It doesn't it's a matter. Body. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't worry about it. We're asking we, you to do it. So. Yeah. Like <laughs> we want to see what your asshole looks like. <laughs> so spread it, you know, did the whole thing. And so put Chad in there too. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, it was Please just, tell me this was last. Yes, that was last. Yeah, that was last. And so it was, it was really, it was just fun. It was playful. And I actually said to Em early, earlier today, and we were recapping this weekend and leading into this podcast. And he was like, you know, sometimes I think like we literally put like a little toy Chad into other people's pussies and assholes. Like, what are we doing? And I was like, and I asked him, like, what do you think it is that? we do this. Like, why do we do these silly things and fun things? And, and he kind of put it perfectly. And he said, we want to be doing as when we're children, we're curious, we're playful, and we're always doing things that we're not supposed to do. And he was like, as adults, we're just doing it the same way. We're doing things we're not supposed to do. And we're just having fun and and playing. And I was like, exactly. Like, this is just childlike play like behavior, but in our naughty version of it, you know? Yeah. It, it, crossed my mind a couple of times during this conversation, just thinking that quote that I've heard, I think Gwyneth Paltrow said it on uh, her Goop show, Sex, Love, and Goop. Sex is the way that we play as adults. And I know I've said it before on this, but it's Mm -hmm. worth repeating. I just... It, it keeps coming up over and over again. And like, it's, it's weird. And, you know, some people might be like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? But like, it is so 
I think it's it natural. It is so freeing. Mm-hmm. It is so freeing to just be so silly together. Actually, it reminds me of on Saturday night, one girl who was there had these body stockings. Do you know? Have you mm. seen body yeah, stockings? Like- Full body, yeah, yeah. Full body stockings. And she brought like 50 of them. And <laughs> she ended up getting everyone at the party into them, including <laughs> the men. Yes. And we took a picture of it. And it was just so playful. And I was actually talking to B because we were looking at our partners in these body stockings that were like, you know, it's not the most attractive thing, but it's it's so attractive that they are willing to do it and be yes. playful because also our partners are people who probably a year ago, a year and a half ago would have said no because they wouldn't have been comfortable enough to do such a silly thing that, you know, a body stocking on a man, like that's not, <laughs> not a credit. It, it becomes a thing like, well, if you're doing it right, fine, I'll do it. All right. You're doing yes. it. Okay, fine, fine. We'll all yes. do it. <laughs> and that's, that's what it ended up being. And we looked at them and we were like, I have never found them so attractive Yeah, because they're just, they let go of their inhibitions in this like silly way. It's almost like letting go of your ego and like judgment yes. and everything. You're just like, I'm whatever. Like, this is fun. We'll just hang out and see. Playfulness and curiosity is so attractive. Yeah. And, and we actually ended up like ripping it off yes. of Jay and like just getting him like fully naked. And oh my God, it was so <laughs> fun. But, but yeah, yeah playfulness. Yes. Love that. Coming back to that. So we went caving, Chad went caving and had a great time. And it was just a silly little thing that switched us into sexy time. And then to kind of like, as we're melding together, let's bring this all together here. You talked about who's in my mouth, whose mouth am I in that kind of a thing. We also built a fort out of the chairs <laughs> from the kitchen table chairs and put pillows up and a blanket. And we, each of us, well, most of us got under into the tent one at a time. We wore noise canceling headphones. And so half of our body, our upper half was covered and blinded and noise canceled. And uh, we let everybody lick our, puss, lick our pussies and suck our dicks. And we had to guess one after another who was who. This is like becoming the new game. Oh my God. (laughs) Were you able to guess yours? So I was able to guess all the women properly. And I think it was also because they had hair and like it was tickling and you could notice those things or women had nails. So I was Mm -hmm. able to tell like, okay, that's mommy and so and so. And so, you know, the, the men is what tricked me up because I've played with some of these people before. And so they were switching up how they do things on purpose to try you know? to fuck yeah. with you. Like T money is like this big six foot, I don't know, three. He looks like Jason Momoa. I think that's that guy's name, you mm-hmm. know, big dude. And so he like grabs your legs and like touches you and is, is like harder on the play. And this time when he was licking me, he was super subtle and just stayed just to the pussy area. And another that Ruby's partner was the one that was grabby and all over me. So I totally guessed incorrectly. Cause I was like, as, as soon as he started, like in my head, in the dark, I was like, Oh, this is Definitely tea money. It was like definitely. And then when I called it out, I was so wrong and so surprised. That is so funny. Oh my God, that's so sexy because you guys, you didn't wear masks. You just, you did a Essentially, another cave. Yeah, yeah that's, that was <laughs> that's the theme. like the theme of your whole time. But I love the noise canceling headphones. What did yeah. that do for you? I mean, just sound because we couldn't. I couldn't hear who was talking to who. I could hear like mumbles and stuff, and maybe a little bit of the background music because there wasn't any audio. It was just noise canceling. So it was fun to kind of think I could hear who was approaching next and who was talking to each other to connect, you know, to plan who was next in line and stuff. But yeah, so it was a fun game. So I think about four or five of us went in there and then, you know, we ended up needing to take a break and and grabbing some, you know, we ended up doing some other stuff, but it was a lot of fun. So, and then my final thing that I want to talk about is we started to like, we all brought our toys. We always lay them out for display so people can use at will during any play session. So we brought our double-sided dildo and it was the same one that you and I used. And it's this purple one. I would say it's like medium size. It's not super long. 
And so Ruby had never used one before. So, you know, in front of everybody, we started to use it. And it was really, again, I was super surprised at how much I enjoyed the double-ended dildo. And so her and I were getting super intimate and like in that moment and just started to get a little bit distracted by everybody else. And it kind of, we just kind of like whispered to each other, like, do you think it would be okay if we just kind of like went upstairs, just the two of us? And I was like, yeah, like, let's, let's do that. Like, we're just gonna, let's just go explore this a little bit more. Cause it was her first time and I'm still a novice and using the double-sided dildo. And so her and I were like, Hey guys, like, I know you're watching us, but we're going to go upstairs just the two of us and have our little private time. And so her and I went upstairs and I was really excited. Like I haven't had a one-on-one girl session in a pretty long time. So, um, for that to just like organically just kind of pop up for me was really exciting and just sexy. And I was so excited. So, I wanted to use each other's thighs and like we lubed it up with coconut oil and just kind of like grind on each other for a little bit. Um, and then at some point we scissored and we were, you know, rubbing our wet pussies like back and forth, back and forth. And like, I'd be on top, she would be on top. And it was just a lot of just like exploratory. And, you know, it's not always like there's times where you're like, Oh wait, that position's not working for me or my hips feeling a little like it's tightening in this position. You know, you go through those moments when you're trying to still figure it out. And I think that's why we wanted to be, private because, you know, in, the in whole thing of, isn't going to be sexy. Exactly. Like you, you're performative when you're in front of everybody. And as you're exploring, it's not always as sexy. So that allowed us both that freedom to just be like, oh, wait, here, let's try this position. And then like, oh yeah, there it is. Okay. You feel that? That feels good. Okay. You know, checking in on each other. You, is that okay? Is that too hard? Is that too deep? That kind of a thing. So it was really sexy, really fun to be playful and explore. And I kept thinking about this double-ended dildo. And it's interesting because when I purchase dildos, I always want stiffer. I always want a harder, stiffer dildo. And this one's pretty flimsy. Like if you pick it up in your hand in the center, it would flop down a little bit. Yep. And I'm finding that this is better for the double-sided fucking play because as we both are like, you know, we were both were scissoring at one point and kind of fucking it together and pushing it into each other. The softer that it is, it's, uh, the word I'm looking for, I guess, is like gentler. It's kinder. There's a little give to it. So it's not this like hard thing that's like smacking against your cervix, you know, where it's really, really hard and aggressive. So it was because of that give, it was tall. It was much more tolerable. I think like it, there was no pain at all. And so she ended up coming on it, which was really hot. And I, I almost came with her in that second because we were both just kind of feeding off of each other. And then I lost it for a second. And then we started back up again. And then I was able to I was able to come on it while we were fucking each other again. So super hot. It's always like, I don't always look for the orgasm, but to make another female orgasm is so, I don't know, they're so rewarding. It's so satisfactory for me. I really, really love that. And she said that she could be sometimes challenging to make come and she only comes like once or twice in a night anyway, or in any play session. So I was like, yes, I got her. You know, we cut, we came together. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Just to wrap up your Nicaragua stories. So I'm so happy for you that you were able to have those really like sexy, playful times. And so what do you think it was that helped you get into a sexy, playful mood when you've been saying that you're really kind of just craving M and maybe not feeling as super sexual as you typically have been? So just to clarify, like I've been feeling sexual. I just have been less inclined to play with others. And I think that the way that this night started was that the activity was everybody playing with each other and it was a group activity. And so that just kind of helped stimulate things. And then it got to the point where that night after I played with Ruby and we came, we took a little break, everybody had a snack and then we just didn't pick back, play back up at that point. It was like two in the morning. We'd already been going for a couple of hours at that point that the next morning I woke up and I was like, damn, I didn't get to have sex with like team money. And I actually felt like a little bit um, regretful that like, oh, I didn't get to have to play with the other two guys here. And I wish that I did, you know? And so just some things that I was like, damn it for next time that I want to, I want to dive into that. But I think the difference in this trip was that the, the, the way that it started, it was a group activity with everybody. And so it just kind of shifted things. And I mean, that brings to mind the whole thing of like, okay, if it didn't happen this time, it wasn't meant to be, and you'll have another opportunity. It's just unfortunate because Nicaragua is 
so far away that like it might be six to nine months before you see these Mm -hmm. people again. But then you'll be fucking ready to jump on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so anything you want to wrap up with? Anything that you wanted to mention and maybe haven't yet? Final ties in for the weekends? Um, Not really, but just maybe just the importance of um, I don't think I did Fierce Desires Boundaries with Jay going into the weekend. So that might have been helpful to set more concrete goals so that I could have been like on Saturday night, maybe that could have been my out to be like, guys, listen, I'm sorry. There is an orgy going on upstairs and one of my goals was to use a double-ended mm. dildo or something like that. And so let's go upstairs or something like that. So maybe the importance of fierce desires boundaries. Okay, cool. All right. I love you. I, I love, love you, you so much. I um, missed I guess- you. I'm so glad <laughs> got to catch up. Yeah. Oh, your yeah. face. And we'll be able to <laughs> – well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you have any comments, please send us an email at girlsgonedeep at gmail.com. And a thank you to our sponsors, Horrible Life. It's a card game of have you ever all things sex and kink. Get your hands on your first deck. You're going to get 10% off with code GONDEEP. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Elle. And I'm V. We'll catch you next time.